2: Live from the bunker in somewhere in the Ozarks, it's a technically declined edition of Shoe the Dough. <laughs> wow. this You know, technology is fun, right?
3: It works to our advantage and sometimes our disadvantage. <laughs> today is one of those disadvantages. I will tell you, if you're a Patreon supporter, if you support us on patreon.com, mm-hmm. your audio extra today is gonna be is fabulous. Gonna be amazing.
2: It's going to be amazing. We're we're using a new program to connect with our guests who come in uh, you know, for interview parts. And for whatever reason, when we tried to connect with that today with our guest today, uh Captain Logan. It
3: did not go as planned. It did not
2: go as planned. And if you our Patreon supporter will put that up for our bonus content today so you can hear exactly what happened.
3: But for our regular show, Fridays is when we do SIF Pop, which is the critic, the geek, and the girl going at a particular uh, movie or whatever kind of is happening in pop culture. So the critic is Aaron Dicer, who is an actual movie critic. Yes. Everyone, welcome, Aaron.
2: Woo-hoo! I'm certifiable.
3: Woo-hoo! Uh, the geek today, our OG original geek, is Captain Logan. Hello, Captain Logan.
4: Hello, Danae. Wee-hoo!
2: It's nice to have you.
3: And then the girl's me. That's you. It just ends right there.
2: Uh, Captain Logan, you can find a Geekvolution on the YouTubes and elsewhere as well. How are things going on the channel these days?
4: Oh, doing really well, man. We got all kinds of cool stuff. We just passed uh, a big landmark, 20,000 subscribers. Wow, wow, nice. And we're just plugging away. Uh, we just started a brand new, uh, fun... Uh, Comic Vault series where Dan Tory and I are going through the uh, early classic Stan Lee Spider-Man stuff page for page.
2: Oh, wow. That sounds really amazing and also something I would be so bad at because I'm just just, like not I just don't have the like the background in comics.
4: Uh, We spent an hour and 20 minutes on Amazing Fantasy 15. That is 12 pages.
2: Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's That's called in-depth exploration right there. I don't yeah. know that we'll go that in depth with uh, Fantastic Four today, but we certainly will get into it. And uh, and by the way, no spoilers as we talk about it here at this first section, but there will be spoilers included in the Sift Pop podcast feed. We'll do a uh, secondary spoiler cast edition, and then we'll get into a little more of those details, with which a movie like this, there are actually a few things I want to talk about in the last you know third of this movie that I think are, are really valuable conversation uh, as we kind of get into this, but we'll kind of keep it broad for this first part.
3: Yeah, we kind of go at the conversation of the movie stuffs. We start off broad and then we kind of get more specific.
2: By the way, uh, hey to Bonnie, Monstrix, uh, Caleb and Brenton and Humberto all hanging out in the chat. If you guys have any questions, hey guys. Uh, anything you want to know about the movie, and any comments girls. on what's you know going on, make sure you pop that in the chat. We'll get started. We're going to play um, play a clip from the movie as we kind of get into this
3: and listen to Captain Type.
4: This is Ben. So, What's up? his lucky charm? You guys sure you're in the best shape to be doing this? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. We're yeah.
3: good. Okay. I like how the clip you chose is so, just music. I
4: guess I should come up with something better than one small step for man? Strap in and get comfy, kids. We're about to make history. Yeah, or die. Either
2: or. That's the clip from where they uh, go into the machine the first time to figure out if they can actually traverse universes.
3: Speaking of or die, this movie.
2: (laughs) Well, we can Uh, start with that if you want. We'll give our kind of general opinions. Danae, what did you think of Fantastic Four?
3: I think you should avoid this movie. Yeah? I think you should avoid this movie... Pretty much at all costs.
2: <laughs> and Captain, you are typing furiously. We can we can hear that. What is what do you uh, what do you think about this film?
4: Oh, I, I'm sorry. I was just you know social media and stuff, uh, <laughs> trying to let people know that we're doing this show. Um, uh, yeah, absolute train wreck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, this is going to be so much fun, Aaron. What did you think?
4: It was
2: awful. Okay. It really was. I, I mean, you know, it's awful in the fact that we're used to so much better. From a superhero movie. You know, you you made a great point today. I'll let you make it since it was your point, you I know, in our say, conversation originally.
3: Do not watch any Marvel movie and then this film. And then I said, do not watch Mission Impossible and then this film. My suggestion to you is to only watch movies made in the 90s, then go see this film. You may possibly be impressed
2: yeah possibly because there is at least you know kind of the the modern filmmaking stuff in this it's
3: like like how they made this movie was sort of like low-budget sci-fi it was it just seems it was big budget I cannot understand where the money went (laughs) I'm sure I don't understand things effects
2: where they made him stretch and there were flames all over you know
3: Johnny Storm Oh, man. (laughs) All right. I would be curious because I feel like, yeah, anyway, I could I I have several things. This movie is so bad that in order to um, present that the bad guy was getting more intense, like one of the bad guys was getting more intense. They made him chew gum. When the bad guy got cocky, they made him chew gum. (laughs) That's. That's, that's how the extent of the that's storytelling how baseline. This movie is.
2: What do you think it was for you, Cap? What what just didn't click for you?
4: Oh, nothing. Uh, I it, it just doesn't work, and I was. You know, there were a lot of naysayers all the way up through this. People didn't like that Fox was uh, still had the rights to it. People didn't like Josh Trank getting his hands on it. Uh, I wanted to give Trank the benefit of the doubt. I really liked Chronicle, and a lot of people didn't. Um, I was kind of excited to see him get the thing. And even when when early reviews were showing this thing at like 13 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, I was like, I'm gonna see it. Maybe I'll I'll watch it. They'll be like, they have no idea what they're talking about. Um, yeah. Everything fell apart at the seams uh, at the script at the script level uh, at the um, it, at, at the you know regular production level. Uh, Danae is absolutely right about the special effects. Uh, completely inconsistent. Stretching stuff looks fine. A lot a lot of everything else is incredibly abysmal. Um, I don't know what's going on with the dialogue in this movie, but it is okay. hammed up like crazy. Right. not and, okay. kn- and it and it doesn't know it. It has no idea. So
3: I, I think, and I—I I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong about this. There's like a 99% chance I'm wrong about this. I think everyone was taking sedatives when they went and on the set, because <laughs> even their like, their acting like even though it was uh, some of it seemed over the top, they were all so casual. Like everything was so muted there was never ever a climax to this movie the very end of this movie which again we're not going to spoil anything but the very you know the big climax of the end of the movie you're still going what is this it's like it's seriously one of the worst movies i think i mean i just saw pixels recently right like that was a terrible movie i like pixels more than i like no this movie. you
2: don't come on seriously oh, i'm not with you there
4: Honestly, I think I might, too. Thank so you. Wow. Thank yeah, you. And, and, and I'll tell you. And I'll tell you why. Because while I was watching Pixels, I felt like I might still be alive. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what I last night, Vince and I recorded our review for this, and Vince was stunned. Vin, was, Van, Fantastic 4 is one of Vince's favorite things. He almost couldn't say anything in the review because he was just catatonic. It's so- well,
2: that's what the movie was. And, Danae, you it, yeah. touched on this a little bit, but that was my main thing. There is no spark in this movie whatsoever. The color palette is all grays and blacks. It's all very dimmed and dark. Uh, the people aren't interesting. Even though they're saying hammy dialogue, they're saying it in... You know such boring ways and- in
4: fun hammy dialogue. No. It's, it's all spoon feeding stuff to you. My- I can't. I can't believe uh, Franklin Storm. You know the Storm's dad. I uh, like like that's the uh, that's my favorite. Th- that guy played my favorite character in uh, House of Cards, and uh, I was so excited that he got that role. And uh, that, that's that's the guy who owns the barbecue joint in, in yeah in that show. Yeah. And I, uh, every- he's a walking science paper. Like every single thing he says sounds like it came out of a quote book or a science paper. And it, it, like, it's just it's like he's, he's a non-character. But then everybody's a non-character.
2: Yeah, it's it's really the disappointing. The whole movie and is it's, a non-movie. And you mentioned being disappointed or, you know, really excited for him to play that role. Yeah. I felt the same way about Michael B. Jordan. I love Michael B. Jordan. I liked him in Chronicle and I liked him even more in. Who is um, that guy? Uh, he was Johnny Human Storm, Torch. the Human and Torch. How,
4: and how do I forget that Human Torch is in a Fantastic Four movie? I kept forgetting he was even <laughs>
2: there. Because you could have forgot any of those characters were there. Exactly. They were yeah. just forgettable. And uh, and I like Miles I, Teller. I think Miles Teller is a lot I of fun. I just want but... to
3: address some comments. We've got a lot of comments happening, which is great. And a lot of them are, are you sure it was that bad? Is <laughs> it really, you Guys, it's yeah. really that bad. It is a bad,
2: bad movie. If you're going to hear from one of the three of us, apparently that it's not that, that bad. It's going to be me. I think I liked it a little more than you two, which is to saying I liked it at all. (laughs) Like I found some positive about it. Um, I I think I ended up giving it a C minus somewhere in that range. Ridiculous. That's generous.
4: That is so generous. generous. That's
2: that's what I felt.
4: Aaron, the movie doesn't start until 50 minutes in and all the story is in the, is in the first half. How does that even work?
2: I I didn't think the movie ever started.
3: You
4: like, <laughs> <laughs> it never really did? That's kind of true. You're just watching but, it going, what is, what is happening? Yeah, well, 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 Vince, well, Vince. Last night, I gotta say, Vince said that uh, the the uh, the lead principal character is the teleportation device. <laughs> That's
2: not a bad. It's certainly there certainly is no real. Um, drawing of any kind of tension between the villain and the superheroes. Like, this, the superheroes and the villain aren't even, you know...
3: Oh, the villain. It, it, I cannot wait for the spoilers. <laughs> we have so much to talk well, about. Well, I'm
4: just spinning the whole movie thinking, here's here's a cool <sighs> thing you could do with this idea, here's a cool thing you could sure. do with this idea, and just... And 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 we never go anywhere with stuff. I mean, like, yeah, you, you, you know, the uh, the like government experimentation stuff and all. There's a lot of thing stuff you can you can do with all that. I mean, they're not doing anything with it.
3: No, it's it's really sad because this movie thinks it's so big and it thinks it's so interesting that they can downplay everything because the content's got to be so interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
3: nothing about this movie is interesting. There's not. There's not a moment where there's a payoff in any way. There's not a relationship payoff. I mean, there's there's some drama between relationships, but even then it's just like, how did, I mean.
2: You, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it with the word payoff. There is zero payoff in that this movie. And that, I think, really boils it down to one of the key, uh, key things in it because it does the setup thing. There is plenty of relationship setup in this movie. But, there's but because there's the no it. payoff, because there's no resolution to any of that, I think they do a decent job setting up the Ben Grimm, uh, you know, Reed Richards relationship. Like, they set it up nicely, but it doesn't really go anywhere. There's no payoff to it.
3: There's definitely no payoff in this one. So don't go pay for it.
2: <laughs> That's probably a good I was trying to think summary. of, like,
3: a couple of lines from the movie so I can kind of give you an idea of how it's acted. So I'm going to do my best. So this is... <laughs> This is the Invisible Woman, before she's become the Invisible Woman.
2: Mm-hmm. Sue Storm.
3: Talking to the stretchy guy before he becomes the stretchy guy. Reed Richards. When she sees his plans for this teleportation device. Okay, okay. Here's okay. how she delivers the line. Okay, her lines. all right, good, good. Wow. It's surprising that you didn't blow a hole in the fabric of time.
4: <laughs> Here's the thing, though. <laughs> that, that, yeah, Danae, that, that's a that's a great... Uh, that's a great mirror impression. And that's a good mirror impression in, in, in other things, too. I've never and seen I,
3: her and here's, before. And here's
4: Miles Teller's
2: response. Yeah, I'm glad, too.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, we can start getting borderline creepy. Like, yeah. Here's me, me, too.
3: Here's the Flames' response. Because I'm an adult and I can do what I want. That's that's his big that's his big moment.
4: Right. That's mm-hmm. all.
3: That's pretty much all he has to offer.
4: Look at yeah. me! I'm a rebellious teenager, and I drive cars around a lot. And I don't like my dad because he does science and doesn't care about me.
3: So you know how teenagers just don't care about anything. They don't care about your opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're playing teenagers really well. But then <laughs> nobody cares about what they're going through because they don't care they're what they're going through. Completely
4: unlikable. Yeah, there's yeah. not a likable person in the movie, or or even or even a sympathetic. person. I mean, you I care was. What really,
3: I was waiting. they're for also this,
4: not real people.
3: R- I was waiting for this to just kick in and something to happen. You know, like at first I thought, "Am I just being too hard on this?" Because the set pieces are real bland. You know, that everything's just very bland. Yeah. It's it's a gym. It's a side office. You know, um, even their tech stuff. You know, like, and again, maybe it's because Mission Impossible and. You know, uh, Age of Ultron and Ant-Man, you know, we're used to seeing some pretty cool CG to show us how technology is going to be uh, like these different interfaces that they're using for their computer screens or, you know, really cool schematics that that's running in the background. You've always got something kind of happening in your field of vision that you can kind of lean into and enjoy. In this one, they're just in a room with a chair and a computer and on the computer is a number sequence. I mean, it's just a very, very basic. So when everything around them is very, very basic, the actors have to fill in a whole different dynamic. And when they are also very basic and their interactions are basic and everything's just a stretch to even make connections, that's I think why this movie falls apart so ridiculously for me.
2: We're huh. we're talking You said
4: stretch.
3: I did. I <laughs> we're, did.
2: We're obviously talking a lot about the flaws in this movie, but let's take it in a couple different directions. Uh, and this these come from uh, the comments as well. Somebody said it can't be as bad as the other movies. I don't agree with that. I don't think I think the other movies are better than this. Oh, for so sure. I yeah.
4: well, well, they're watchable. They're enter- they're entertaining. That's uh, exactly right. You, you know, you, you, I always have to talk about especially the first one because Silver Surfer is, I think, worse than, than than the first, which is weird because there's actually kind of more story there. But I uh, but, you know, with with uh with Tim Story's first movie um I always have to talk about that on, on on two different levels you've got the the critical level of uh we're taking a lot of you know story shortcuts and dumbing down characters and stuff but then on just a pure entertainment level there's a lot of fun stuff there i mean it's, it, 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 and it nails the tone of uh old school stanley fantastic and, four
2: and chris evans has more charisma in his pinky as you know the human torch in those movies than Anybody in any the this movie had the entire film.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, they're watchable. Mm-hmm.
3: Guys, pinkies are small, just in case. <laughs> okay. Just, just wanted to make Thank sure you, that drove that no, home.
2: No, I appreciate you clearing that up.
4: No problem. Unless you read Richards and then you can make it, you know, bigger, longer.
2: Nice yes that is true if the other thing to. the other thing somebody brought up uh isn't this movie supposed to be a setup for a new franchise with a ton of sequels let's hope not well i think it is supposed to be that but what yeah. do you guys think about that is that going to happen now no, what are they going to no, do
4: definitely not um, i hope not it's it, it i don't see it making making its money back uh you don't get the kind of critical response this got early and now and 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 make it generally um it, it, yeah. And if it did get a sequel and, and I really don't see that, uh, you know, it's going to have to be completely retooled, you know, because, I mean, they're not going to they're not going to get Josh Trank back. They're not going to want Josh Trank back. Right. And, and is so is that I mean, the main guy? Is a director. Oh, okay. That's the director. Uh, yeah. So and, and, and I don't know. Really briefly, Aaron, I feel like we should probably talk background on that a little bit, because uh, sure, go ahead. this is this is not a movie that fell apart because. I mean, and, and it's kind of mired in mystery as to what exactly it, it happened and is going on here. But they I mean, all started
3: taking sedatives. I'm telling you.
4: <laughs> Denae well, has it figured out. But see, what's funny about that, Denae, is that you're – and again, we don't want to go too much into spoilers, but you're talking about a, a movie where getting drunk is a major plot point, And there was a lot of uh, – there's been a lot of talk that Josh Trank was regularly drunk on the set. And I just think that's really strange if that was actually going on, that like that like we're, we're talking about a movie about immaturity and it was made in a very immature fashion. Wow. That's interesting. That would be interesting. Because
3: that yeah. is something that isn't too much of a spoiler. I mean, in movies, you can definitely say that just don't make important decisions when you're drunk.
4: But yeah, Trank uh, is blaming Fox really hard. And he put out a tweet last night that Fox made him, I guess, retract uh, where he said that there is a version of the movie that he was happy with a year ago. And if he had been able, I Aaron, I don't know if you saw that tweet. No, but, I did uh, not. But he said if I uh, if you uh, if if that had been the movie that had been put out, critics would have loved it.
3: That's Shots what he wow. And
4: Whoa. Shots the, fired. Here, here, here's the problem. My problem with that is that I guess what he's saying is that the studio completely rewrote the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't see how, with any of the scenes I saw here, there is a really, really watchable version. Because I don't see as as Aaron said any any spark between these between these characters. Uh, there, none of the dialogue works. I mean, I mean, like, 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 none of it works. Uh, and so I don't, I don't know, I don't know what he's talking about. We have seen a lot of like hobbled together movies, uh, like, you know, messed with after they were shot and after an initial cut was put together. And then you see a director's cut or something, you go, oh, well, this, this actually was kind of a better movie could, you know, daredevil director's cut is the one I always go back to. But importantly, that's a movie that doesn't seem all that horribly written. When you see it in the theater, it's just missing a bunch of huge pieces. Uh, this is not like that.
2: no. No, this this just feels like it was poorly executed from scratch. You know, from the I mean, very first step.
4: There were, there were a whole lot of reshoots and stuff like that. Uh, his initial vision sounded fascinating, and I think that the tone that they went with, to be fair, uh, works with it. Uh, I don't. And I would deny. I don't know. I don't know why the only time we can ever go outside in this movie is when we're in an alternate dimension. But, but I feel like. Uh, this tone, this kind of this kind of heavier, more somber tone, and this idea of making these superpowers feel like a really, really terrible thing at first. I really like that. I really like the idea of doing it in a more like almost horror pulp kind of way. Uh, and then maybe some of these characters can appreciate having powers later on. Is that
2: what they were trying to do? What- we well, see that's, that. didn't that's what translate. I thought, that didn't what translate I thought at they all. Were trying,
4: that's what I thought they were trying to do at first until see? it didn't go anywhere. But I had that a lot of times. But anyway, the, the, what I was gonna say is Trank talked about this when he got the project a few years ago, about it being a hard science fiction version. And that's a great idea. And that's that's and that would that would potentially go with this tone. But what I felt like I was getting was this thing spoon feeding me going, look, we are serious, and making every mistake I've ever seen a a really mediocre, bland, you know, middle-of-the-road superhero movie made.
2: Well, and and here's one we haven't talked about yet. Maybe in the effects we have a little bit. I I thought the way they... Here you have four characters with incredible superpowers that should be creative and fun and used interestingly. And I don't remember one instance in the entire movie where I thought they were used creatively or interestingly.
3: The powers were just... And we're, we'll get more into, like, I don't want to get too much into, like, what happens with their powers. Because, see, I went in thinking that their powers were something that they were going to have kind of at the very beginning. We mm-hmm. were going to be able to see them sort of develop and move through. So, you know, talking specifically about what happens in this in this one may be a little bit of a spoiler for some. But it was very disappointing because you're right. Like, there's so there's so much left on the table for them to have done. When this movie comes to a close, it's like... Maybe when it was starting to turn the volume up on excitement for the plot line to like a four, maybe a three or four on excitement. And I want to get to a 10. I want to have a good, fun ride. And I never, you know, had that. And it's just a it's a, it's a wasted potential because you do have fun, you know, characters that have fun powers.
2: But you look at somebody like like Sue Storm. Right. And the main thing she is in this movie is a transportation device with yeah. her power. She's basically Glinda the Good Witch in this movie with her power. You know, she just forms a force field and floats around like that's that's not fun. That's, that's it would just be, like
4: it could be my fun. car gets me from point A to point B, you know, well, and making her really cold and unemotional could have been really interesting. I mean, I felt like the way they set her up, uh, they she had the most potential to, to, you know, be, be kind of interesting and was kind of the most different take on her that I had seen.
3: Nothing. Nothing. Of, paints, of,
4: of you know, you know, of translating these characters.
3: It's like it's like each person and each plot and development and each twist is has a lot of potential. It's like a book, you know, and they maybe flipped to the table of contents and they highlighted, you know, two of the first things that could happen. And I don't know if it's because I'm used to feeling a different kind of pace in a movie, but this one, the pace of it is geriatric at best. You know, it's just so
2: which is ironic slow. considering it was supposed to be a youthful Teenager, take. Yeah.
4: yeah. Well, and you're and you're partly saying that I think, Denae, because you weren't. You know, invested in in these in these people, uh, but also because there is all of fifteen minutes of story here. Maybe, uh, I, and, and I, I, once again, falling in all the all the pitfalls that so many superhero movies have before. We we were past this, I thought. Uh, <laughs> like like this is not. The, and you know, I said this with Green Lantern a few years ago that like that was that was the Green Lantern movie I would have expected to see ten years before. This is a Fantastic Four movie I would have expected to see made when they made the first Fantastic oh, yeah. Four. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 it's and it's bizarre. Because obviously, like your, your commenter was saying, they're they're just trying to make an origin movie to get the ball rolling. What what you do is you use the origin itself to get the ball rolling. Uh, you do what and this this was another of Vince's points. You use what you do what Incredible Hulk did, where you just play it all out the first you know couple of minutes over your credits because there's nothing. There's not a story. In Fantastic Four's origin, well, I, I there was in Spider-Man's. There's not in Fa- Fantastic Four's origin is they go into space, they get powers. What happens next? That that's it. There's not a, there are not character arcs there. Now making doing what this movie tries to do in in saying it was kind of their fault, and then maybe they have to make up for it. Maybe you could do something with that, but they don't.
2: No, and I was going to ask you about that because you have such a, a better background with the source material. Um, this is such a different origin for them as was in the original movie and as is what I understood for their their powers they completely changed that is that correct
4: not really I mean well the only thing that's different is that it's interdimensional I mean it's, right that's and, what I mean and, well but to be fair uh the uh, the ultimate comics version did it that way okay uh so they were kind of borrowing from that uh what would have what would've really kind of dialed this up to 11 and and made it a lot more and darker but that's what they're going for uh would have been to uh take the um take the scary track and let reed richards turn into the big scary bad guy because that's what happens in ultimate they turn reed richards into the scariest person in the marvel universe in that wow and they could have gotten away with that here i think
2: so here's what i'm wondering and we'll do our one more thing after we kind of discuss this a little bit. If you have one more thing to say about the I, movie, I do
3: have one more thing. Okay,
2: hold on to it. We'll, I'm we'll holding each, on. We'll each do our one more thing here. But I did. Don't drop
3: it. Don't <laughs> drop it, Danae. Okay, I got it.
2: I did want to know if either of you are willing to entertain the idea no. that the reason we hate <laughs> this movie so much. Is a lot because we are so spoiled with Marvel movies. A lot because we are so spoiled with how good other companies have done it. And if the Marvel movies didn't exist, we might have a different reaction to this.
3: Okay. I will answer that by saying, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but we don't live in that world.
2: <laughs> it's a fair point.
3: You're asking me to pretend like CG doesn't exist. Take yourself
2: to another dimension.
3: What this movie needed was different writers, different directors, a different approach. It needed some, it needed some something different because we know that it can be created with other people and it's just I mean it's unfortunate, but this one will never be able to stack up. This one will be compared I compared this one to like Batman Begins. Okay. You know.
2: That's an interesting comparison. Why? Uh,
3: not Begins, I apologize. Just Batman.
2: <laughs> Bat- uh, Batman Forever. The
3: one- Forever, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, with um Chris um that was O'Connell the one that was
2: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his uh, Robin. and Yeah. Yeah. It's
3: kind of, maybe not quite like that, but it felt like that. It felt really, really bad like What that. do you think, Cap? Anyway.
4: Well, first of all, go back and watch Batman Forever because it's a way better movie than you're giving it credit for. And you might be thinking of Batman and Robin. Uh, that might se- be it. Secondly, every, everybody makes that mistake. And just just do yourself a favor and go back and watch that because there, there's cool stuff there. Um, not a perfect movie. First movie that actually attempted to make it about Batman, so you gotta get credit. Is to that.
2: Batman Forever the one with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey? Yes, and... I love that. one. Yeah, I actually do okay. enjoy that. I'm one. I'm thinking
3: of yeah. the wrong one. Okay, okay. Kiss by Rose just... in the Grave, buddy. I was there.
4: <laughs> um, Aaron, uh, I, I I kind of agree with Danae. Uh, here here's the thing, we had we have to remember that we had good superhero movies before Marvel. There there were there were some and i uh, Sp- uh, spider-man and spider-man 2 dance uh circles and circles and circles around this movie. Agreed. Uh so i i would so what i would say is that i would still probably have had uh this the same kind of experience i had with this regardless of uh marvel making a lot of good movies and kind of changing the landscape. Um especially if i had seen the other fantastic 4 movies, i feel like if those had never been made i might have Sort of given this more of a chance, at least moving forward, were they to make more. But I do think that the fact that we uh, are living in this superhero movie culture and that uh, Marvel has done what it's done, it's de- it's definitely going to affect uh, how it sells. Mm. Like, I think that this movie could have made money 10 years ago in a way that it won't now. Right. That's a, that's an interesting point.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I just wanted to put it out there. You know, I call it the Cars effect. You know, Pixar makes Cars, and it's not an awful movie, but you know, it, it's considered a flop because it's Pixar. And so sometimes I think, you know, with a superhero movie, maybe it's the kind of the same way. But no, I think you guys are right.
4: But it's not the same. And, and to that point, if I may, uh, what? And, and I'm saying this after the fact, of course. And again, I liked the idea of Trank before. Um, I feel like I feel like he got in over his head. Uh, he wasn't ready for a project like this. But and-
3: Allegedly may have gotten a little bit squashed.
4: <laughs> yeah. But, but Allegedly. Well, I, I mean, like, he wasn't getting along with the studio. I mean, there's a, there's probably a lot of people to blame for this. But here's the thing. Let's remember, of course, that—because a lot of people are, are, are wanting to blame Fox and stuff. And there might have been some people there that got their hands in, in the mess and stuff. But it's about putting the right people on the project. Matthew Vaughn is credited as a producer for this. He directed X-Men First Class. He co-plotted that. He helped plot, if memory serves, Days of Future Past— We've already got superhero movies at Fox. We've got the X-Men franchise. They're doing amazing, amazing work right now. All we had to do was go to the well of folks we have already working on those movies and give this to them.
2: Yeah.
3: Here's my my last question would have been. Yeah, one last thing today. What's point? your one last no, thing? No, this can't be my one last okay, thing. Okay,
2: fine. What's your question then?
3: Is when do you scrap a movie like this? That's what I want to know. When do you go, this just needs to have more work?
2: Oh, there's too much invested. I, okay. I don't I think, think you-
4: that's a. I think that's a great point, Danae. And uh, yeah, I like. I, like I guess they just went point of no return at some point. Like we've already
3: put too much money into it. But then you know, I don't know. I just. I, I mean,
4: 120 million dollars, Danae. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's the same Where thing as Green go? Lantern. We're like, we're like that. That was a super expensive movie, and I'm there looking was... at it going, like, "Look at how shoddy a lot of these effects are." You got planes that don't look like they're there, oh. and this movie has exactly that kind it's of so thing. So bad. Um, there were a couple of bits with human torch flying where i was like oh my god it's that so looks bad. like somebody drew it on yeah
3: it's really bad and even some of the like just the way that the whoever was doing that shot the director maybe it was just so lazy like there was this one yeah. there's some particular scene where like even the way the car everything's just so lazy it's such a lazy Nobody's movie Nobody's heart was in it man. anyway um my last thing would be a surprise twist for some gore in this movie I would definitely want to let anyone know if you are going to go see this film and um, exploding heads bothers you, (laughs) that there's a couple of things, and there's just this one particular scene that just quite suddenly appears, and now we're going into more blood. So, you
4: know, if that kind of thing usually bothers you, you will be so numbed possibly by the time you get there that it won't anymore. Like, I
3: I have to be honest with you, I kind of started laughing a little bit. Because it was already such a ridiculous movie. And so when we take a turn for the serious and, and, and this is how, you know, this is how the bad guy is hurting people. You know, and I'm watching this whole thing unfold before me. It was like watching my dad and I used to sit on the couch and watch just horrible sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of went there for me. And so I that the only time I really enjoyed myself was when I was like, this is so bad, it's now funny. And it happened right in that scene. And I was like, something is wrong with me. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm, like, this is just, this can get worse. I didn't think it could, but it did. What about you, Captain? What's your one last thing?
4: Oh, I feel like I've already said my piece. Okay,
3: cool. Aaron, do but you have one last thing? I
4: do.
2: I, I would say if you want to see a Miles Teller movie, rent Whiplash. Uh, oh, yeah. if, if you want to see a, a, Michael B. Jordan movie, um, I forget the name of the movie. I was mm-hmm. going to look it up, but, uh, he, he's in this really incredible film about a true life story of a shooting that happened in a, a subway and, um, uh, it, it's incredible and he's phenomenal in it. I just hate coming away from these things in seeing these actors who are so good, you know burdened in these bad projects because it's gonna rub off on them it i mean it always does it's just the kind of way things work but um especially those two i wanted to bring attention to that they've done some really good work recently
3: the bdg sums it up nicely in the chat thank you guys so much for your comments during this uh conversation too by the way your questions and comments the bdg says fantastic fail there you go that is absolutely correct
2: so talk to us a little bit as we move on, Denae, about Band that we work with and what we do there.
3: Band is our communication app. So what we do is use Band as our number one communication app for our fans, either for Aaron and Denae, for the radio and all this stuff, and also for Stiff Pop.
2: Let me just tell you, Facebook fan pages are so handcuffed anymore. We When we post stuff on, you know, like a Facebook page, something like that, like, what is it? Point, point something percent of the people who have said they like what we do get a chance to see it. Yeah, so. it
3: gets buried in so much. Whereas with band, you're just talking directly to a group of people that care about your project, care about whatever you're talking about. So yeah. we'd highly encourage you to get it. It's a free app. You can find links at our uh, website, Uh It's free in Google Play or in your Apple Store. And when you get band, search for Aaron and Danae. Or you can search for Sif Pop. We actually have a pop culture group that kind of started. That was actually the first thing that we started. And the community there is fantastic. We have a great time. Uh, good interaction, good people. So it's a different platform than Facebook, and that's not a bad thing.
2: Not at all. One of the things we uh, we got a chance to, to interact with there at the band, and maybe you've seen all over the internet as well, is our next topic, and that is... The Deadpool trailer that came out, which has just taken the internet by storm. I was not expecting this, and we'll get into a little bit of that, but first I'll just play a little bit of that trailer for you so you can kind of hear it uh, from kind of what, what it is.
0: I love you, Wade Wilson. We can.
1: You're right. The cancer is only my liver, lungs, prostate, and brain. It's all things I can live without.
0: What if I told you we can make you
4: better? You're a fighter. We can give you
0: abilities most men only dream of. Make you a superhero. You just promise you'll do right by me, so I can do right by someone else. And please don't make the super suit green
2: or animate it.
0: One thing
1: that never survives this place is a sense of humor. Uh, we'll see about that, Pop Spice. Oh come on! You gonna leave me all alone here with less angry Rosie O'Donnell?
2: So that's just the beginning of the trailer, and already in the first 20 seconds of the Deadpool trailer, there's more life, energy, fun, and humor, and wonderment (laughs) than there is in the entire Fantastic Four movie.
3: I saw part of the trailer uh, because it was leading into the Fantastic Four, Yeah, and I choose to kind of look away and distract myself with Clash of Clans so that I don't see it, because I try to go in kind of blankly. Yeah, I
2: avoid trailers as much as possible as well, so I haven't really seen this trailer, just heard it.
3: Now... For me and captain, this is maybe where you can come in as the professional and you can be able to help us here. Um, for me, Deadpool has been a character that I've seen more in memes and coming up on Imager and Reddit and that kind of thing. Um, and then also, obviously, at Comic-Con, there's a lot of buzz about Deadpool then as well. Um, so I don't quite understand who this guy is, where he's from and why people love him so much. So I went and did a Google Internet search. And I went. I wrote. I wrote. What's uh, what's the big deal about Deadpool? And then it did autofill, and the autofill was being afraid of cows. So I'm, like, even more curious about this character. I have no idea what is going on. So I thought yeah, it would be us a good little bit time of background, to Cap. talk
4: about that, Captain. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't say anything about Chimichangas. Um, So, so Deadpool uh, is a character that was created by Rob Liefeld back in the early 90s uh, for a book called X-Force. And uh, he was a very different thing at his inception. Well, kind of a different thing at his inception. Uh, he's always been really wisecracking. Uh, when you read a Deadpool book, it takes you three times longer to read than anything else because there are pages and pages and pages of quips, Uh, Deadpool just never stops talking. And uh, that's kind of his big shtick. Um, Deadpool was a uh, part of the uh, Weapon X program and uh, was uh, was I guess I guess we- I-, I forget if Weapon Eleven was what they called it in the comics, uh, but I think it was. And he uh, so so you had you know Weapon X with Wolverine where where they give him his claws. Uh, Deadpool was another attempt at creating a super soldier out of a mutant. And what ended up happening was uh, they created a They created uh, someone that was able to uh, be killed or not ever be killed. So he's kind of immortal. You can't kill him. And and, and I guess kind of the joke is supposed to be, uh, what do you do when you have somebody that's an assassin – that is that obnoxious and never stops talking, and you can't kill him. And that, that's and that that's that's kind of the that's kind of his whole shtick. And um, over the years, he's gone from uh, just this like really like black comedy, disturbing, uh, uh, kind of twisted, but but fun and 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 uh, you know hilarious if you like that kind of humor, uh, kind of character to this uh, breaking the fourth wall character. And uh, so when Joe Kelly was doing him uh, back in the like I said in the nineties, um, I've read the. First First five volumes of Deadpool Classic. I've read all of Joe Kelly stuff, and um, it was a little bit more straightforward. Uh, and what we what we had uh, more through the two thousands, uh, and it's starting to turn around a little bit back to what it used to be to a degree. Uh, is a Deadpool that is constantly breaking the fourth wall, and he kind of knows he's a comic book character, and uh, he, he and that kind of allows him. And, and the idea is that he's so insane he can see through the panels into our real world. And <laughs> wow. and Deadpool uh, has has uh, has gotten to the point where. He starts, uh, like making fun of. Uh, stuff that's actually going on in the publishing and the way the comics are made and things like that. And so it's a way for them to kind of, uh, you know, lampoon themselves. And it, it got out of hand for a while there. I think we've really kind of turned it around now. Um, my favorite Deadpool thing is, uh, is a book that Cullen Bunn wrote uh, called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, where he he, discuss, he where he realizes that he's a character in a comic book and he kills everyone trying to get to the writer and the artist so he's trying to get to the people that made the book so that he can kill them because he's mad at them for making him and putting him through all these horrible things. Whoa.
3: <laughs> so that explains a lot because the, tra- <laughs> the trailer was so... It was quirky and fast-paced and, you know, filled with humor and some of it darker humor. Um And it was really like making fun of itself in in, in a lot of ways. Do you think they'll
2: break the fourth wall in the movie, too? Do you think that'll be part of the character?
4: Well, Aaron, that's the big question. They're clearly already letting us know that they're going to do that. They're going to at least push the line because there's a line in that trailer uh, before he gets his costume when he says, just don't make it green or animated.
2: Yeah, we heard that.
4: And, yeah. he is, and, and he's making and of course he's making fun of uh, Green Lantern which he which Ryan Reynolds was in so there's already a little bit of I mean, that's not quite fourth wall breaking if in that universe that movie got made but we don't know how far they're going to go with it
2: right it's definitely meta if nothing yeah. else you know yeah. there's,
3: there's gonna, more than one layer to gonna it it's going to reference a lot of our pop culture you know so it's, it's- going
4: to also definitely reference a lot of big mis- mistakes and mishaps in superhero movies I love that they put that in there uh, as opposed to any Else uh, because, of course, you know, everybody a lot of people really don't like that movie, but also it really makes me think that they're probably gonna take a lot of pot shots at X Men Origins. And I and and that's of course uh, notorious because they they uh, for Deadpool fans ruined Deadpool in that um, I was going to say Ryan Reynolds played him the first time of course uh, and so this is this is in an attempt at doing it doing it it's so funny to say this doing it straight doing it like it is in the comics uh, this is Deadpool right off the page
2: I was going to ask you about that because I remember Deadpool from X Men Origins and I remember that Ryan Reynolds played him so th- is this seen then as like a direct sequel to that or is it completely pretending that deadpool doesn't exist in this continuity the
4: the beauty of it aaron is that it doesn't matter we just soft rebooted with days of future past you could do anything you want to
2: well that's true that's a fair point
4: we live in a
3: free world a free imagination
4: world um I am hoping that they're smart about it and and that there's, you know, you know, some kind of a nod to the fact that we've done his origin before, because I was kind of surprised with the trailer that they're making it clear that this is an origin picture. Um, We've already seen him go through this once. Yeah. What is it now? They're just now it's like we're just going to do it right this time.
2: What is it about the first time that that did it wrong for Deadpool fans? Because I didn't know anything about the character when I saw X-Men Origins.
4: Well, the way that Ryan Reynolds was, was uh, you know, characterizing it was pretty spot on. But, of course, people's problem with it was just that when he becomes Weapon X, they seal his mouth up and he just turns into the the end boss of every video game you've ever played ever. Uh, and and uh, they just didn't let him be wisecracking, quipping Deadpool with his Deadpool costume. And that's what people were kind of mad about because there was no telling if we'd ever get another one. Now, I always said there's no reason they couldn't have gone from that to – actual Deadpool uh but I think the problem was they called it Deadpool they just shouldn't have called it Deadpool you know what I mean like he, like he's playing Wade Wilson but they just shouldn't have called it Deadpool uh
2: that makes sense
4: he could have been Deadpool there, there's a there's an after credit scene in that movie where uh he, he it turns out that he has somehow survived and he and he opens his mouth and he, he says some quip or something it's like hey look we, we know what Deadpool is but that didn't satiate anybody in the
3: comments uh Caleb says In one of the original drafts of the script, Deadpool plays with action figures from Origins, and then he heckles the producers, and they give him a bunch of weird powers.
4: (laughs) That's awesome! (laughs) (laughs) Um, I should mention, of course, that this movie is not going to be for everybody, and prepare to have a tough time if you have a weak stomach. A weak stomach, or if you have kids that love, like they
3: they just want to go see other superheroes. Well, the nice thing is
4: it'll be rated R. Those people will be dumb if they take their kids. (laughs) It'll be just, it'll be just like Watchmen. Um, I am, I, I mean, I have a lot of faith in this project. I feel like. And I'm not a big giant Deadpool guy, uh, but I, I, I have faith in this project. You know, I've, I've studied up on the character, um, but it's not really my cup of tea. It's too raunchy for me, um, except for what Bun's done, which I think is fantastic. But anyway, um, I think that, that when parents bring their kids, they're going to do just what Snyder did with Watchmen, and they're going to make it very clear that it's not for them, and they're going to put something in the first two minutes that are going to make those people walk out.
2: It could be, although I have seen those people keep their kids through so many movies. Uh, It's it's really amazing what parents will take their children to
4: it's that's yeah It's well pixels. I mean, although (laughs) although that's not fair because they duped us But but anyway, um no We just got to remember that not every superhero thing is for kids anymore And I'm hoping people are getting a little bit wiser to that Um, I just like that. They're not trying to put it in a PG-13 box. You can't do Deadpool like that That,
3: Yeah, yeah, do do the movie right or don't do it at all Fantastic four
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. And I mean, again, Ryan Reynolds, I think, is an interesting actor because he has one of the most fun and interesting personalities uh, that's acting today. And yet he is so misused in so many different movies. And it'll be interesting to see if they can use him correctly in this. So sounds like they're going the right direction, at least in that.
3: Any final thoughts on Deadpool before we move on? Any final questions? Feel free to pop them into the chat. We will get to those as well.
4: Do you have any final thoughts, Cap? Uh, The big thing I want to mention is that I really, really hope that Gambit comes out on time next year, because if it does, it means that Fox will have the record. And despite what happened with with Fantastic Four, I feel like with the way that they've been handling X-Men lately, they deserve it. Uh, Next year, if Gambit comes out on time, we're going to have Apocalypse, Deadpool, and Gambit in the same year. Marvel has not had a three-year yet, neither has DC, and I think that's kind of exciting.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
4: Yeah, I I sound like a sports analyst. You do. I think, but I think that well, it's what I do. I think it's I, th- I think that's really exciting.
2: Fox's movies per year average is a little bit above Marvel, so I think they're kind of hitting it out of the park in that way.
3: <laughs> that was really good. Thanks. That was
2: my sports you did guy. A really great that job. was my sports guy. All right, let's move on to our buried treasure—the one thing we want to let people know exists that maybe they haven't heard of.
3: Aaron, why don't you start?
2: You want me to start today? Um, I'm going to go with a TV show that actually has been on three seasons, but I'm just now getting into. Uh, Because I've heard so much buzz about it and is just as good as people have said. It's called Orphan Black. And this is a show about a woman who discovers in the very first few moments of the series that there is another woman that looks just like her. And this woman uh, ends her life, commits suicide at a subway. And so she decides to take over this woman's life because they look exactly alike. Well, she starts to find out that's not the only one out there that looks just like her. And so she starts to unravel the mystery of why there are these people uh, that look Ooh, just like she does. That's
3: interesting. So
2: it is very interesting. What's and it it's very again? well done. It's called Orphan Black. Cool. So it's something you might want to check out.
3: Jot that one down if it uh, sounds like interesting I said, for you.
2: Three seasons and three seasons down, but that's three ten episode seasons. Okay. So, you know, they're kind of these the new style of mini seasons where you get ten episodes at a time. So something you might want to check out.
3: Uh, For me, my buried treasure this week is a podcast I find myself talking about more and more with my friends. It's called The Moth. And it's an amazing podcast. Um, It's basically storytelling. So they do different kinds of podcasts. Sometimes it'll just be like two or three stories. Sometimes it's an hour long of storytelling. But the people who put this on, the moth group that started it, they'll have, um, basically it's just one person on stage telling a true story with no notes. And they do work with the people to try to help them to develop their storytelling skills. But oftentimes you'll hear stories that you just you would never ever hear any other way than just taking a couple minutes and listening to a podcast. So um, it has brought me to tears. It's made me laugh. Uh, it's given me great perspective. It's given me things to think about. And if you... Uh, just want to try it out there's actually a really good one right now they do something called a story slam where they have different people who will win storytelling competitions and then they all battle each other in a fun way i mean it's just for fun but um it's there's some really incredible storytellers and really incredible real stories so that's called the moth
2: i'd back up that buried treasure i love the moth um great stories and you mentioned the part about how they uh, go without notes that's one of kind of the heart of it that I love is that they develop a story like they'll prepare, you know, what, how they want to tell their story, that kind of thing. But when they go deliver it, you know, they just tell it and uh, it just feels really natural and really interesting and can be both, can be both tears and laughs at the same time. Some of those stories, Oh, it's, there's just been a couple, yeah. the,
3: their stories stay with me. So mm-hmm. even though I've never met them before, like I just cannot ever forget their stories. So
2: yeah, it's a great podcast. You know, you've
3: heard a good one, whenever that. So again, that's called the moth. And you can look it up online or you could find it. In yeah. Your if you podcasting. like, uh,
2: if you like like uh, this American life radio lab, those kind of podcasts, it kind of falls in that same kind of storytelling vein. So good stuff. What about you cap? What's your buried treasure this week?
4: mention a website that I've been using for years that I don't have, I don't hear people talk about a lot, uh, which kind of surprising because it seems like a lot of people use it. Uh, but it's, uh, FunTrivia.com. fun Uh, I'm a big trivia buff. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. I like writing trivia. I like, I like doing trivia. Uh, and it's a good way to keep your mind sharp. Uh, fun is a website where a lot of people, uh, contribute quizzes. And then, uh, that all goes into this big archive and you can take quizzes on virtually anything, uh, pop culture stuff, history stuff, science stuff, uh, whatever it is. Um, there are uh, archive for star trek is enormous uh it, that's kind of how I found them and then they've got a bunch a bunch of stuff for you know you know comics and movies and television and, and music and whatever it is that you're into uh, and it, it's it's a free website unless you want to keep track of your score past a certain point or um or uh you know compete in tournaments and stuff like that and then i think it's like it's like 20 or 30 bucks for a year um, which is which is uh, kind of worth it if you if you play with it a lot um there are like daily games and uh hourly games and those they, they, they have all these different uh, kind of games that they bring in uh, questions from these thousands and thousands and thousands of quizzes that they have um, and it's a it's a really fun way to pass the time. You can use it, you you can do it on your on your phone and um, they they uh, they even have like I guess a, I guess like a a, a phone like a, like a device game now that you can only play on your phone. Um, and it's uh, it's way really fun and like I said it's a it's kind of a nice way to keep your brain sharp. Um, and uh, to keep cuz a lot of people I think don't really do it because they're like, well, what's the point of knowing things? You just look stuff up. And I think um, it, all, those people are all going to end up with Alzheimers. What <laughs> What was the name of it again?
2: Funtrivia.com
4: funtrivia.com.
2: I am on it right now on my phone. Uh, so it says hourly games. So how does that
4: work? Um. So UI... So you click on one of those, and uh, they they change every hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you do is you t- you go ahead and take the quiz, and, and some of them are timed, some of them aren't. And I think you, you can kind of t- make the option to to, uh, to to take it timed or not. And then uh, you take that quiz, and then you look at the scoreboard and you see if you uh, if you're if you're in like the top ten or fifteen or whatever um, of people that have taken that oh, in, in, just, in just the last hour. Yeah, it's kind of fun. That's right. a
3: really cool trivia game that we found too. Trivia Crack became really popular, but then a friend uh, my aunt actually told me about another trivia game that you might like because you like trivia so i'm gonna try to find it and i don't oh, know you're talking about
2: quiz up quiz
3: up yeah that's yeah. a good one
2: yeah quiz up's really good all right i'm playing the fun trivia general oh it wants me to sign in and everything i'm not gonna sign him yeah, i thought it might be in. fun to ask yeah, a couple you know questions from it and see if together we could be smarter than everybody else well i but. can do it because i'm signed in do it do it ask us some questions quiz
4: up is right, awesome we, thank you monstrics for that okay go ahead uh mixed bag uh which one of brothers Looney Tunes character was billed as the fastest mouth in all mouse in all of mexico obviously that is speedy gonzalez. gonzalez
3: speedy gonzalez
4: speedy gonzalez uh which of the following words refers to a state of mass confusion and comes from the name of an english psychiatric hospital saint mary of bethlehem uh betrothal bedlam bethel or oh, i'm sorry bell dame bethel or bedlam
2: that's bedlam bedlam
4: that's Bedlam. Uh, Lee and Perrins is a band of uh, excuse me, a brand of which of these condiments used to flavor meat and fish dishes: tomato ketchup, chili powder, herbs and spices mix, or Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire, Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> what children's book begins "Chug, chug, chug, puff, puff, puff"? The little engine that could. That's the little engine that could. These nice are easy today. Uh, which successful American inventor said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Thomas Edison. I believe you are correct. And of course, these are uh, multiple choice. Nicely these are done. Easy enough. We're not needing them. In what country's variety of English might you find the sentence, Emily lives out in whoop whoop, India, South Africa, Australia, or USA? Ooh. Africa.
2: Out in whoop whoop. I would say that's, um, what were the other choices?
4: Uh, India or Australia or the United States? I would States. say Australia. Oh, Australia.
2: I would say Australia. Yeah.
4: Uh, uh, who played the leading character in the movie version of both The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins?
2: Uh, that was Julie Andrews.
4: Julie Andrews, that's right. Uh, which two ding, types ding. of farm animals have breeds called uh, Hereford? Sheep and goats, chickens and geese, cattle and hogs, or dogs and cats?
2: Ooh, cattle and, cattle and hogs? hogs is what I would guess. I'm guessing
4: cattle oh, Herford, and Herford, hogs. Oh, Herford, Herford, I Herford? Pronounce that one. <laughs> yeah, Herford, Herford. Uh, Bruce Willis, musician and producer, began acting in high school because what problem disappeared once he got on stage? Hunger, stutter, balding, or overbite? Stutter. That's a dumb question. <laughs> his overbite disappeared.
3: <laughs> it just uh, he just sucked back into his jaw. <laughs> Falding
4: as soon as he got on stage. <laughs> Guy Williams played Dr. Robinson in Lost in Space. However, he first became a television star on what other show? Playing a masked hero with a sword. Zorro. That's right.
2: I'm pretty sure that's right. Wow, Danae.
4: I, okay, now we're gonna see if we got all of them correct. These were pretty darn easy. I, I think. I think likely we got them all I correct. Think, I think. I just... think I'm
3: most concerned about the cattle and hog one. Yeah, yeah. The heifer and then also no, no, Australia. Her-
4: yeah, no, we're right about both of those.
3: Hey, and you know Her- what? We had people playing along in the chat the whole time, and they and were right too. So you were all correct.
4: Have you ever, have you ever heard of uh, the restaurant Hereford House? That's a steakhouse.
3: Oh no, no. And that
4: would that would be why I knew we were right about that. One time I called somebody
3: a heifer because I didn't know what it meant.
4: <laughs>
3: I was a kid; I didn't know better.
4: <laughs> well, that was fun. Thanks for letting me play game show host. That's probably my favorite thing Ooh, to
2: do. There you that go. That was really no, fun. No, anytime trivia is yeah. awesome. QuizUp's great and this is called uh funtrivia.com. com. If you want to check it out as well. So
3: uh, the BDG says love watching the old Zero episodes with my boys. I loved the old Zero episodes. Those were amazing. I never I never watched them. Oh, what was so, so good, good about them? I don't like it's you, you, like the old West setup but like, you know you're actually on an old West mm-hmm. kind of scene. So it's not like necessarily but it's a little bit different. It's like a Spanish flair, you know. So it's just a, just enough different. And I loved horses growing up. So I always loved that there was a real horse and an actor. And, you know, they were fighting crime with sword fighting. and The mystery. original
4: Zoro silent film is brilliant.
3: Yeah, that was a really good I think I've seen part of that one. Yeah. I'm sad that our little outro music is already playing.
2: That means it's time. It is time for us to say goodbye. Um, We have had a blast with Cap hanging out talking about an awful movie (laughs) and then about a movie that looks really, really interesting. If you would
3: like to hear the spoiler version of our Sif Pop review, we're actually going to be releasing that in the Sif Pop podcast feed. So if you are subscribed to Sif Pop in iTunes or Stitcher, you will have it there waiting for you. Whenever you'd like to listen to it.
2: A more a more specific version of why we hated this movie. Yeah, we'll get into
3: more of the plot <laughs> details. Thanks again to our supporters uh, on Patreon. You guys have no idea what it means to know that our fans are the ones that are making this show possible. If you would like to continue to make Shoe the Dough possible, we're going to be adding New Music Digest to our next uh when we get to our next goal when we go three days a week so we'll right now we'll see you again on tuesday for just a regular episode of shoot the dough where we kind of cycle through different segments um and then hopefully we'll get a little bit more per month and we'll go to three days a week add new music digest and then also do sif pop so we're really excited if you got any questions or concerns you can always write us all the details at our website aaronanddanae.com and
2: again the bonus segment today uh, will be the outtakes from trying to get this episode wait. started. Uh, yeah. some we, we entered, actually, interdimensional travel. We really did. As we tried to start this podcast. I cannot wait for you so, to hear it. Uh, if you want to hear that, um, just think about maybe doing a dollar a month yeah. to help us keep doing yeah. this. Even and if it's just a buck
3: a month, you have access to that pop stuff. out of
2: your account every every month, just one buck our way, and you have complete access to all that stuff at the at the Patreon page. Again, that's patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae and... It is time to say goodbye. It is no longer clobbering time. (laughs) It is flame off. Flame
4: off. (laughs) Flame off.
0: (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home.